talking about Georgia um so everything I guess leading up to the season uh off season of champions y'all were the uh, champions of college football this off season but a new season's about to begin so uh what can you what can you tell us about it or I guess we can unless you just want to hop to questions yeah what's up y'all uh, we'll just go off we'll just go off questions I right, you know same. we like to uh do that anyway so all right um so obviously losing a ton of people on defense, um, but I'm kind of focused on the front seven. Uh, so aside from Jalen Carter, what what new starter in the front seven are you most excited about? Hmm. That's a good question because um, three of the Jaylen guys. Carter's dog. Yeah, the three of the guys on the front seven are coming back. Um, Who's that? Nolan Jaylen Smith. Carter, Nolan Smith, and um, Robert Beal. Okay. Um, he actually led the team in sacks after playing six games, starting six games, uh, led the team with six and a half sacks. He's the one that took over for Adam Anderson's debacle um, last year. Um, he actually a nice up, way to put it. Yeah. Um, Actually ended up being super productive. He's he was one of those uh, late bloomers. He was a uh, fifth year guy last year, so he's coming back for his COVID year um, this year. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm really excited about him. I think he's going to be um, a beast this year, um, coming off the edge. Um, just depending on what packages they run, I don't know if him and Nolan Smith are going to be out there at the same time because he is also outside linebacker. So, um, knowing Kirby, he'll probably try to have both of them all at the same time. And Nolan Smith will probably play more of a, um, arm in the ground, kind of more like a defensive end. Um, but yeah, so the, uh, interior line, um, we're looking at Jalen Carter, like you said, um, Nazir Stackhouse. Okay. Um, Got about his big ass. Yeah, Zion Logue. Um, he's is probably Ingram be, Dawkins is is he going to be playing? Yeah, he's going to get he's going to get rotations because with on the defensive line, what Kirby likes to do, he um, which I know Clemson did that, likes to do this too. They rotate three in, three out, like every. Yeah. Every you got them dogs, you just keep them keep them fresh. Yeah, you keep them rotating every you know every time the other team gets a first down or you know situational defense, constantly rotating in different different groups. Um, But yeah, that's going to be the key is depth because Jalen Carter is really the only one that's played a majority of a season. Um, Nazir Stackhouse, uh, Tremel Walther or Walthour. 
you know, those kind of role players last year and they would just come in in garbage time or, you know, when the big dogs were taking breaks, needed breathers. Um, so it's going to be interesting, but, you know, there's a lot of, you know, they're saying um, Zion Logue and Azir and um, these guys are going to fill in very nice, obviously not produce what um, the big boys up right. front they did last year. But, you know, it, it, I don't know. I want to take it with a grain of salt because it's fall camp hype. Um, and we'll see, you know, first game of the season. But, um, yeah, um, I'm actually most excited about the, the Mike linebacker. It's going to be um, Dumas Johnson. Um, and word on the street is he's a suspect. He's <laughs> he's another one of those guys um, that we've had the last couple of years. You know, your Roquan, your Monty, your Nakobe, just very elusive, great first step, very instinctive, super athletic. Um, not not a not a brick wall, um, but a guy that's gonna you know throw his head in there and not cower. So Is he big, big guy. Um, he's a little bigger than Nakobe. He's taller than Nakobe, but I would say built wise, he's probably about the same build, but just a little bit taller. Okay. Um, he is listed at six one two forty five. Yeah. That's a that's kind of a great yeah. house. Yeah, he he's he's a thick dude, um, but he's really athletic and uh I'm excited about him um, on the front seven because he he's going to be the the quarterback of the defense. He's going to have to take over in Kobe's role, who arguably was one of the best linebackers in the history of Georgia. You know, right there was Roquan and Jarvis Jones and that elite company. So, um, you know, he's got big shoes to fill, but I think throughout the year he will because um, guys like Kobe and – I'm not comparing him to them, but his attributes are a lot like him. But, you know, you saw Roquan and Nicobe, those guys kind of flashed their sophomore year. Um, and they didn't become who they were until their junior year probably is when they stuck out, you know, when they were all over the field. But um, so we'll see. I don't know. The um, the other linebacker, though. Um, Smell Munden's going to be in there, right? Yeah, Smell Munden and um, – Tresman Marshall uh, is getting a lot of reps. Um, he's one of the one, he's probably one of the guys a lot of people don't know about just because he's been hampered by the injury bug as well. So his name hasn't been out there that much. And he was a big recruit. Um, yeah, we're gonna be really young, uh, really young lot, middle linebacker unit. Um, Mike and Will, the Sams, obviously, um, or the. The Jack is obviously uh, Nolan Smith. Yeah, so, um, yeah, that's going to be the biggest question mark, honestly, probably on the entire defense is the, the linebacker core. Um, just young and inexperienced. The talent is there, obviously, um, with all the recruiting and whatnot, you know, just see if we, they can put it together. Um, hopefully they can, you know, the first couple of games will dumb down the – their responsibilities on defense um, and their assignments and just pretty much tell them like, Hey, go, go get this guy, you know, 
Um, if he goes out in flats or court, you know, spy on the quarterback, is you know, I'm I'm, I'm assuming they're not going to throw a lot of complicated stuff the first couple of weeks. Um, I don't know. Get, Opening with Oregon though, you might need to. Yeah, you don't need to in the I, third game too, for sure. <laughs> that's why I think um, it's going to be close in the first half. Um, and then we're going to blow it open in the second half. Um, I think it'll be like the Clemson game last year where just yeah. no, one, no one can really do much. Yeah. I Actually, think, yeah, yeah. I mean, Oregon's defense is good. They got, they got, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say good. I would say they got two good, two good NFL caliber guys on defense. Everyone else is, they yeah, just they lost, lost, they lost Dibodeau. Yeah. They just lost their best corner too, right? Or their safety, um, whoever that I wasn't was. I was not sure if he was gone or not. Um, uh, so their defense might not be that good. No, but they have they still have uh, Flo and um, Noah Sewell. Yeah, another Sewell. Um, so they got two. They got two. Guys, they got two dogs on defense for sure. Um, but all around as a unit, you know, is not going to be as good as Clemson was last year defensively. But I still expect a conservative start in that game for sure. But um, out wide uh, with the corners, obviously Keeley. His uh, one side locked down. Um, Kamari Lasser on the other. Yeah. yeah Kamari Lasser is getting a lot of buzz. Um, he actually got a lot of playing time last year as a yep. uh, as a freshman. Um, probably would have got more if he didn't get hurt. So him and Neeling, they say him and Neeling Green are battling it out right now. But I think I think Kamari's getting the win. He's just they're saying he's more more the more physical corner. Um, he's making a lot of good plays. So in practice, so you know, you never know. But I th- I'm expecting it to be him, and at safety, um, returning, we have uh, Christopher Smith. He's probably going to get. Um, he's probably going to be a free safety, and then strong safety or Nichols probably going to be Tyke Smith, William Poole, Dan Jackson. All those guys are going to rotate between each safety position, like I said, just depending on which package is thrown out there. Because Kirby loves to, you know, have extra speedy speedy tacklers out there. He doesn't like me to focus on forward down linemen a lot. So, um, yeah, we'll see on defense. Um, I don't think it's going to be as big as a drop-off as everyone's expecting it to be. Um I will say um, I'm interested to see how the running game um, is going to be. Like stopping the run? Yeah. um, Because – Because you you don't have a dude that weighs 700 pounds sitting in the middle (laughs) of the field? Yeah. Well, Jalen Carter is going to do a lot of the control up there, but – um, it's just the linebacker, the inexperienced linebackers, they can fill the right gaps. Cause you know, the whole point, a big, a big, um, thing is, you know, that separates a good linebacker from a great linebacker is filling a gap, you know, with no intention of tackling the ball carrier just to fill a hole. So it makes the guy bounce out. So your teammate can make the tackle or bounce them in um so we'll see i hope i hope they you know play a smarter game mentally um than just an athletic one where they run around everywhere because that's where mistakes happen 
um, when you overrun your angles and stuff like that. So we'll see, man. Uh, there's gonna be there's gonna be a lot. Of, the teams are probably gonna score a little more than last year. I mean, last year was just an anomaly. Yeah, last year was an anomaly. I mean, I don't think we'll ever see those stats for a long time um, for a defense that scoring wise of what the teams did. I think it was like four t- total touchdowns um, in this in the second half of the whole season. Majority of touchdowns came in the first two quarters. Um, I shoot, I think it was only like not even it was under 10 total touchdowns on the year, which is insane. And half of them came from Alabama. <laughs> so um, you know, it was, it was it was pretty wild. But yeah, defense is gonna be a lot of young guys, man. A lot of young guys. Um but we also are bringing back more experience than people think. But we'll see. I'm excited. Jake, have you got anything, or you just want me to keep shooting? I mean, we can keep shooting, but obviously we, we talked about the defense now. Um, I guess I'll just take your question, Sam. The wide receiver group, you obviously George Pickens is the talk of NFL preseason right now, kind of. Um, Jermaine Burton left for Alabama. And then – I guess Anaya Smith. Is that the guy that got hurt? Arian yeah. Smith. Arian Smith. Yeah, I thought Anaya yeah. Smith is the is the Texas A and M guy, isn't it? Yeah, it I is. think so. It is. Um, um Bobby. But who I mean, you got Ladd out there. You got um who is number five? A D Mitchell. Here's yeah. Jackson's back. Yep. Yeah. Um speaking of Piggins, I'm I'm gonna try to draft him um in the draft. But um, if I do it first. Oh, man, I'd be pissed. Um, but, yeah, so uh, wide receiver, um, A.D. Mitchell's that that guy. He's X. You know, he's the number one um, playmaker. He made a lot of really good catches last year. Um, so no doubt about him probably being the guy that Stetson looks for a majority of the time, besides our crazy tight ends. Um, but – yeah, the inside, I think it's going to be Lab McConkey. McConkey. Um, that Should dude be. is just really explosive um, um, downfield and out of breaks. Um, he's deceptively fast uh, for various obvious reasons. Um, but yeah, and then Karius Jackson will get thrown in the mix as well. Um, but Lab kind of took advantage of him getting hurt and. It's taken away a lot of a lot of Jackson's play time. Um, and then uh, right behind A.D. Mitchell will be um, Roseby Jackson, uh, the guy that snapped oh, yeah, his ankle. We remember- yeah, y'all remember that gruesome injury? Um, he's doing – he's back 100%. Um, he's getting second, second team rotations, second string rotations. Um, at the X behind AD. So I'm excited about him coming back. Blaylock, dude. He's just one back. of those guys. He's just one of those guys that injury prone, man. Um just injury prone. Um he's had the potential. He played a lot as a freshman. 
you know, I thought he was going to be a stud for us, um, which he still could be. But every time that he seems to be doing better, he tweaks the hamstring or he tweaks his ankle. You know, it's just little things that, you know, hamper him from practice and games and just not getting a lot of playing time. And these up, younger guys are stepping up, like A.D. Mitchell took advantage of Dom tearing his ACL um, and stepping in as a freshman and, you know, earning his spot. So, um, they say, you know, they're saying Dom is uh, 100% and he's coming back. But, you know, playing time-wise, I don't know. We'll see. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I assume that y'all are going to be in a lot of 12 personnel this year. Oh, yeah. With dude. the tight end. So, that, that leaves – two receivers on the field, which is going to be A.D. Mitchell and probably, you think, Ladd? Yeah, it's probably going to be Ladd or Rosemary Jack Saint, just depending on what package. Or it could be Kiaris and Ladd. Yeah, kind of kind time. of rotation between those four. Yeah, because if they have Arik out there, they're going to throw him out wide. Um, so he'll be playing the X on a certain play. You never know. So, but, yeah, the um, a big uh, freshman – um, I know y'all are going to ask this question in a minute, but for uh, a big freshman that's making a lot of noise at wide receivers, Dylan Bell, um, apparently he's making a lot of one-handed catches and is, you know, looking pretty good. So I expect him to get thrown in a couple plays here and there. Um, Moore said he got hurt, so – he hasn't been seeing a lot of action. Um, he was uh, – he's going to make an impact too once he gets healthy, though. We'll see. Um, but, yeah, I'm not really um, – we got guys at wide receiver. Um, but I would say the um, – you know, if those top three guys get hurt, then we'll be in trouble because then they'll just focus on the tight ends. Um, so, we'll see. I mean, if it's me, that's who I'm focusing on anyway, frankly. Yeah, I agree. You cover deep and just go all out middle of the field trying not to let Rock Bowers put you on a highlight tape. <laughs> Dude, I would I would throw out um, – I'd have five DBs. If, yeah, but if, you, I, get... if I had the guys. if I That's if you have the personnel. You know, if you have those nickels that are, you know, 6'2". Well, Two thirty and can run, you know. Um, Got all the rangy, strong side linebackers, strong safety hybrid players. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. If you just have a bunch of Isaiah Simmons, it's not a problem. Yeah, um, but you know, there's a lot of defense coordinators that don't recruit um, guys um, like that for their certain packages they like. So, um, yeah, should we just go into the tight end, tight ends? Yeah, um, I mean, we I already know. know. Much to say, dude. We already, yeah, we, we already, already know, know who Brock ball. Bowers is. We already know who um, Darnell, Darnell is. Washington. Yeah, Washington. Forgot his last name there for a second. But Reed Gilbert's <laughs> kind of new. Um, I, I know he's been making some buzz, but what do you, what do you, where do you think he's going to factor into that rotation? Dude, I don't know, man. Um, that's uh, obviously it's you know the most. Excited I am about a position group and the running backs. I'll talk about them in a second. But um, they – I mean, this is the best tight end room in Georgia history. And they have 
a lot of people are saying this is the best tight end room, tight end room in college football history, um, which I would say you can't say that yet. You know, we have yeah, it's early, wait. but yeah, on paper yeah. the argument can be made. Yeah, you can make the argument, but they got to prove it first. Um, and if you know, if they all have a really good year, then I think we can sit down and say that. But we'll have that um, discussion. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there um, when we cross that bridge. But um, you know, Brock Bowers, like you said, had a phenomenal All SEC freshman year. Broke the <laughs> um, receiving touchdown record as a freshman tight end and and wide receiver helmet. Um, had a dog in him. A long time ago. It was like 10, 10 years ago. Um, so 13 receiving touchdowns in one year as a rookie tight end. So, um, yeah, he's he, he's a dude that has it all. It just still blows my mind because, like, he's not only can catch and run and break tackles, that man can block a defensive end and put him in the dirt. Like, And really, I mean, even last year, like, it wasn't, it wasn't like he was – I mean, obviously, he's clearly strong, but he hadn't even been in the weight room yet. No. He's only going to get bigger. Yeah. Like, That's he's – It's kind of scary to think about, though. <laughs> you can say that his, his his prime is next year, you know? Um, sure. Um, but Darnell, obviously, y'all know it's LeBron James and pads. Um, uh, I mean, that size. He's not that but... athletic. He hasn't really. LeBron. LeBron. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. I'm saying, I'm saying, size wise. Yeah. Like, size wise, he's. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I looked up no, his stats, sure. and I'm, I'm sort of surprised how much he hasn't done anything. <laughs> yeah. He's he's mainly been used as a blocker, though. Like they haven't really. He hadn't had a chance to get the ball thrown to him a lot. Yeah. He got hurt last year when they were throwing the ball to a tight end. It was uh, it was that white wall. They're scoring touchdowns. Yeah, it was the same with him. He got a couple catches um, as a freshman, and then last year was supposed to be his big year, and then he got hurt, and his job got job got took. Um, so well, why you recruit? Exactly, and uh, I think he's going to have a lot bigger role this year because um, they convinced him to stay because you know he was on the fence of of dipping out and transferring. I bet he so, would have gone crazy at Alabama. Oh yeah, because that oh. was—I mean—that was the team that I heard at least. Oh, oh yeah, that he was that, thinking about going to. Or maybe, been, maybe he wasn't even. Maybe it was just a rumor. But he would—I bet he would have gone crazy there. Oh, he probably insane. was going to Bama. Let's be honest with <laughs> ourselves here. That would have been insane. Um, but yeah, I think he's going to have a bigger role. Um, I'm really interested to see how they can, you know, throw in Arik at the same time. Because I mean, you have these. You have Darnell and Brock, who are, you know, starters. And then you bring in another starter from another team. So, I I know Munkin is a uh, – last year, he was – in the last two years, he's improved the offense a lot with uh, his mismatches, the, you know, his ability to create the mismatch and, you know, be really clever about his packages. And so – I'm expecting him to be very clever about, you know, having two tight end sets and three, even three tight end sets. And um, I could be wrong, but I have to, I have to imagine that Reek's going to be used more as basically a boundary receiver. Yeah. He's probably, he's probably going to be that guy that, you know, 
they tell Stetson, hey, fade back corner in the end zone. Yeah, um, it's almost like how Kyle Pitts was. Because Kyle Pitts, for all that, you know, he's worth, was never a great blocker. Yeah. I don't think I don't think a reek from everything I've read and especially, you know, watching him at LSU, he wasn't shoot at LSU, he was kind of a a guy they put out wide. He hardly yeah. ever was in line. Um well, that's the thing, though. You you start motioning him around pre-snap, and you start yep. start putting a lot of because he's still big. Yep. Start getting bodies on bodies. Georgia's Georgia's going to win nine times out of ten. I feel like there's two different types of tight ends now. There's like an inline tight 100%. end and like a I guess like a more H back type of guy that you kind of split out, putting the putting the slot. A bigger wide um, receiver, yeah. Yeah, you have you have blocking tight ends and you have receiving tight ends. Yeah, 100%. that's 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 what we have. I mean, we got Stogner as the inline, and then Jaheim Bell is kind of like he's not. You're not gonna be sending him to block that much. Yeah. Um, at least like a, at least like gonna make a play. Right. At least like inline, you know, blocking DNs and shit. But but yeah. yeah. Um and uh, what um. What's his face? Uh, Oscar Delp is making a lot of noise as a freshman too. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Obviously, I don't think he's going to get a lot of playing time uh, this year. But that would be impressive on his part if he did. He, yeah, I was about he, to say him not playing ain't his fault. Yeah, he looked good in the spring game. You know, granted, it is just the spring game. I understand, but I was one of those guys that was kind of doubting the hype. Um, but apparently, he's living up to it. So we'll see. Um, I'd rather you play good in the spring game than play bad. I mean, that's right. Might not be worth a whole lot, but I feel like bad creates a lot more, uh, a lot more caution. All right, yeah. so we got we got two more position groups we need to hit before this thing runs out. Um, <laughs> running back and quarterback. We'll save quarterback for last. But tell us. I mean, honestly, I I'm more interested here about the offensive line than the damn quarterbacks because we know Stetson's going to be the guy. I mean. I mean that's true. I was just talking yeah. about more behind him, and then I mean, who who's starting running back this year? Um, any. All right, yeah. So, running back group is going to be two-headed monster um, with Kenny and Kendall. Um, <laughs> but Kendall's starting to piss me off. Um, His dad. He, so. he yeah. Facts. He needs to stay on Twitter. Very, um, yeah, he's very vocal on there. Um, He'll probably he, transfer to USC probably like week seven. Yeah, he's the same as uh, Dominic Blaylock, dude. He's just always hurt. Yeah. Always hurt. He He's hurt right now. He didn't play in the scrimmage last Saturday because he tweaked his hamstring. Like, dude, figure it out. Like, put in the extra time. Coming from stretch. a guy that gets hurt all the time, too. Yeah, but I didn't – I, I wasn't a D1 athlete. Like, That's true. Um, That's why you weren't a D1 athlete. You didn't take care of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, if you know you're going to make money playing this sport one day, take the time and stretch, loosen up, get your body right, and get, like, just – The, the just, thing that's frustrating. While we're man. talking about that, the thing that's so crazy to me is that you don't realize in the NFL, like, their facilities are really, really nice, but – Dude, they don't have the sort of like training room type stuff that colleges have. Like every college is gonna have like cryo chambers, you know, full staff. Like in the NFL, like they have, I mean, they obviously have your doctors and stuff, and that stuff's available to you, but but I mean, most of these guys are going outside like paying for it. 
Yeah, you have to. Yeah, yeah. like paying for massages and stuff, like Deshaun. <laughs> this South Carolina has a has a like a sensory deprivation tank. Yeah, that people go in and take naps, and apparently, like a thirty minute nap is equivalent to like four or five hours of sleep in there or something. Yeah, the I just what I'm saying like the the stuff that's available to you as a as a, like a SEC you know D one football player is insane. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So not taking advantage of the facilities is kind of like I don't feel bad for you. Exactly, and that's why it's frustrating. Be like, I understand, you know, a torn ligament you know or whatever but a tweaked hamstring like dog well that's kind of where i i feel like tearing your acl is kind of like a freak accident that's not really saying yeah. they're injury prone but when you're having all this soft tissue injury like yep. tweaking your hamstring and doing that all that kind of stuff it. yeah it's just kind of <laughs> that's that's when you kind of label a guy injury prone yeah um it's just little things like little hampering things that takes them out for a week or two weeks and then he just comes in, comes back in, and just like acts like, you know, it takes two weeks for them to reacclimate to, yeah, full speed. And, and I mean, you got to think like even like an ankle sprain or something. Like, I'm sure we've all had ankle sprains before. They don't really do that much unless it's a bad one. But for like a big ass athlete like that, that's cutting at a million yeah. miles an hour, you got to yeah. have everything like. Tip-top. He needs that ankle on 100. percent Right. You know? Um. So, but yeah, I mean, so right now um, it's Kenny and I think he's going to have a really good year um, out of the backfield. I think he's going to, you know, adopt that James Cook role a lot more than we saw last year. Um, we saw it from him too a little bit last year, but um, Munkin's going to be very creative with him as well, like he was with Cook. So tell me about Branson Robinson. I was just about to say, um, the freshman, I think we got another, I think we got another duo coming up, boys. Um, Sam, you're not gonna like this, but Andrew Paul is living up to it. Oh, I know. He I know. When you when you told me about him and I watched this tape, I was like, dang, this this kid is really overlooked. He looks really good because he was a late bloomer, right? Well, he the thing that's the thing that's crazy is that you see like where he went to high school, some like private Christian school in Dallas. Yeah. Okay, well, it turns out they play in the biggest classification in Texas, and he's out there running through motherfuckers all over, just all running over. through their face the whole the whole every game. Um, Fifteen minute highlight video, just running through people's face. Yeah, and uh, a fresh. He's probably getting the most hype out of any freshman on offense right now. Um, and and Branson, but frankly, he's a different kind of back than Kendall Milton or Kenny McIntosh. He is. He's got. I would say so he, he he's gonna have me, a role if he's. Yeah, he reminds me of Gurley and what they're talking about. Um, Branson Robinson? No, 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 no. Andrew, Andrew Paul. Paul. Yes. Oh God. Because they're saying they're saying Andrew Paul is a guy that can run through your mouth and is shifty and can catch out of the backfield. Um, he's he's basically like the. Uh, I mean, he's kind of how Kobe Pace, I consider him to be like a very well-rounded back. He's, yeah. That's what I saw from him, like highlight tape. Yeah. So if he's if he's like the better version of Kobe Pace, that's hmm. – Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he's going to be better. Like I it. said, this is all fall hype, so we never know. Um, But that's they always talk about him. But, yeah, I think him and Branson Robinson are going to be the next two-headed monster um, like they should be. Obviously, they're big time recruits. Um, yeah. Andrew Paul like a three star though. 
he was a um he got bumped late he got yeah he was a three-star majority of his high school school career and then last minute he got bumped um because he was a late bloomer like he wasn't on anybody's radar until like his senior year yep rival says he's still a three-star i guess he did get bumped i thought he did he was a high three-star for the whole the whole time yeah he was just one of those guys that that overlooked we got lucky um it's good recruiting because you mentioned another i think he was also a three-star last time i looked dylan bell you said he was making noise yep. that's good evaluation right there oh yeah um so yeah i mean that's it at running back um i expect those two guys to get playing time and then um old Dijon mustard it's <laughs> kind of gets Edwards. another odd man out lost Ed- in the Edwards. yeah he's I, I feel bad for him though, dude, because he he could really if he went to like a smaller D one school, he would probably be their guy. You know, he's actually like a really he runs them all hard every time he comes in. Um, and he's a good he's a good little running back. Um, Speaking but, of mustard, though, um, did y'all see Bijan Robinson's nil? He has a mustard. No, it's called Bijan Mustardson. <laughs> you gotta be kidding me. Hey, that's real. Get that bag. Good <laughs> Lord. All right, yeah, Jiminy. so the uh, offensive wait, wait. line. Wait, wait, wait. Just give me, give me who is QB2 and then go to the offensive line. We don't need much into the quarterbacks. I just want QB2. Yeah, we know Stetquavius is out here. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, from – from fall camp, it sounded like Carson Beck is still number two right now. Um, person, my personal opinion, I don't, you know, I think him and Brock are about the same. Um, you know, every time they come in and production wise, um, they kind of just, you know, one doesn't outshine the other or overshadow the other. Um, yeah, I mean, it's Carson Beck right now, but. Uh, they keep saying this is the thing I hate about quarterbacks and fall camp. They'll like these guys will sit here and say, like, oh, he's making good throws and he threw a touchdown pass. And he looks he looks good, and then he'll go out there in a game situation and fold like a cheap lawn chair. Like it's for quarterbacks, it's so I think it's obviously it's the biggest position that you don't, you know, you don't really it's the biggest gray area in and you, you don't know until it's game time. I feel like that's the one position that you truly don't you, – Yeah, you saw that you with DJ last out. year. Yeah, until, <laughs> until, you, until he's in between those white lines with 11 other guys trying to rip his head off, and he's got to make a decision in two and a half seconds. Um, I think that's when you figure out, you know, if he's going to be good or not. And what I've seen in Carson and Brock – it's nothing crazy, man. Um, Stet is the better guy right now. Um, he Been the last better quarterback year. for three years in a row. So yeah, I mean, and if that that's that in itself should tell you something, obviously. Um, so I, I I told y'all this earlier when we uh, did um, a recap earlier this year. Um, I think Gunner is going to be the one that rises to the top uh, once Stetson graduates. Um, I just feel like he's going to be a gamer. I don't really get that with Brock and Carson. So, um, we'll see. 
I'm excited about him, though. I really am. Yeah. There you go. The, yeah, uh, so so the, the offensive line, this is this is my question because so right now, basically Georgia has redshirt sophomores across the board. Like there's no there's no upperclassmen on the offensive line right now that I can Warren think of. McClendon is a redshirt junior. Yeah, McClendon, the right right tackle. He's he's the oldest. I'm I'm, I'm looking okay. at I'm just looking at the depth chart right now. Yeah, because I'm I'm thinking Broderick Jones, Erickson, yep. um, what's homeboy on the other side? Mims will probably play. Yeah, um, uh, Van Pran's a soft uh, retro sophomore. Tate Ratledge is a retro sophomore. Yeah, very um, young offensive. Oh, line. Warren Erickson is a retro played. senior. He's not. <laughs> the funny thing about him, he's um, yeah. Okay, so I'll just go into the the starting the starting five. Yeah, um, give us left or right. Um, or yeah, sorry, Bob. Uh, so left is going to be Broderick Jones. Um, he played a lot last year. Um, stepped in big actually in the uh, Michigan game. Um, yeah, and kind of kind of dominated Aiden Hutchinson. Not gonna lie, but um, I think he's going to be solid on the left. And then uh, center. So the for sure guys are Broderick Jones at left tackle, center Cedric uh, Van Pran. And right tackle Warren McClendon. Um, Van Pran stepped up big time when Warren Erickson got hurt because Warren Erickson was the starting center last year, but he got hurt. hurt and Van, yep. And Van Pran uh, took his job, took it, and never looked back. And Warren Erickson is the backup center now, like legit. So um, the question marks are guards, and it's between. I think it's going to be Devin Willock and Tate Ratledge um, at the guard positions. Tate Ratledge was going to be the starting guard last year, but he had a Liz Frank injury also against Clemson. Um, missed the whole season. But uh, he's still um, not 100% though. So, um, I mean, yeah, those are the guys. Uh, Mims is getting reps at right tackle. We'll probably see him a lot. Um, but yeah, there's even though we're young on the offensive line, there's still a lot of experience, which makes me feel better. Um, because a lot of those young guys, like Van Pran, played the whole year as a freshman center, a redshirt freshman. Um, McClendon, and Broderick, he played a ton. Yeah, Broderick played every game pretty much, and then McClendon started every game. So, um, yeah, it's going to be – offensive line is going to be good. Um, they're definitely not dropping for sure. Um, I don't think any position group on the offense is um, – besides running backs. I would say we're taking a – I think our weakest uh, position group right now on offense is running back. And I've never – it's either that or – I think that's receiver. a good problem to have given who y'all have at running back. Yeah. yeah, it's either that or wide receiver. Um, Depth-wise, probably wide receiver, just inexperience. Um, but talent-wise, I don't because I just don't know about Kendall Milton. Like, I don't know if he's going to be healthy and do what we think he's going to do and dominate, you know, like he did the couple times he got the ball freshman year when we saw, like, that run against Tennessee in his freshman year and we broke, like, six tackles for, like, 15 yards. So, I mean, I don't know. There's the potential is there, 
Well, we just got to see if it happens. He just needs to get on whatever steroids his dad's on. He'll never get hurt again. <laughs> yeah, for real. Take a little Austrian bath. Yep. Lord knows we need it. Yep. All right. So I guess that we kind of went through every position uh, for the most part. But I guess if you had to name one person that's going to be, you know, I mean, this is kind of an exaggeration, but be the Oscar Dope, kind of a guy that no one really knows because, I mean, Oscar Dope was a – I mean, not Oscar Dope. What am I talking about? Um, Brock Bowers. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like a kid that no one really knew about and then was an All-American, if there if there's going to be any anybody like that. Hmm. Offense. Could be on I, would, I, don't, I would say that. Yeah, offense. I don't. I don't think it's. I don't think that guy's gonna be on offense. Um. Just because of the depth. Um. It, a lot of those position groups. Um. It's gonna have to be. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a shot in the dark here, dude. I think it's gonna be Malachi Starks. Okay. Um, because he, you know, was a five star okay. athlete and he is getting a lot of praise um in practice. Um they're saying he's one of those guys that can play any position um in the in the back end. So um they're expecting him to get a decent amount of playing time. I think I would even say by the end of the year, he's going to play a considerable, considerable role on the defense. Um, just about what they're saying. So, I mean, but yeah, I mean, besides him, it's probably going to be one of the linebackers that, um, it's definitely going to be another freshman, but you know, we'll see. Well, there you have it. All right, so is this is this the point where we where we go to the schedule? Because I'm just curious to know. Oh yeah, I for, I totally forgot I mean, about that. We have to go through the schedule. I mean, we don't have to go through it week by week, but I think just objectively looking at the schedule, mm-hmm. um, it lines up pretty well. <laughs> lines up very well. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that would make their schedule not line up very well is if they played Alabama regular season again. I mean, that's fair. But the team you drew from the West, I mean, who do you have? Obviously, Auburn, Mississippi State's from the West. Like, that's that's it. Yeah. Um, Oregon, obviously, game one. I think we've already talked about that, so I won't harp on it. But I think it's going to be a slow game at first. And then I think we ended up winning by two touchdowns at the end of it two or three um I wouldn't be surprised if they you know pulled some trick plays and scored you know some you know like y'all, three y'all touchdowns. Know how I feel about trick plays yeah um because I mean you gotta think Dan Laney knows everything that we're gonna do almost um same so, for y'all got a must exactly. we're gonna, we're gonna try and do but I'm I'm interested to see about their offense with Bo Nix. Like I don't know how they're gonna, you know, uh, what that's gonna look like. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, but I think we'll end up winning. Sanford, obviously, don't have to talk about that. Um, Carolina, 
I was worried about this game. Um, until? If, if it, until I saw it was a noon game. Because um, I was really worried that it, it, if it were a night game, it would get crazy. Um, oh, it's going to be crazy anyway, dude. Well, yeah, it's going to be crazy, but... Dude, night, especially you know, if, if, we, if we somehow... I'm not saying we're going to, but if we somehow beat Arkansas the week before, that's going to be a crazy game. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be a crazy game. I think it's going to be a good game regardless. Um, I don't think it's going to be like last year. Um, hope not. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for that game. Um, I think – The next five I think teams we, we don't I think, even need to talk about. Yeah, I think we I think we squeak that out in Columbia. Go straight to Tennessee. Tell me what you're scared of. Yeah. If uh, next, for anyone listening, yeah. the next game, Kent State, Kent. Missouri, Auburn, Vanderbilt, Florida, which are all not great. Yeah, um, Auburn and Florida Tennessee. are what they were two years ago. They're, they're both rebuilding right now. Yeah, they got freaking um, – they got their butts whooped by us last year with Jason yeah. Brown at quarterback, who, in other news, lost the job at Virginia Tech. So he will be the backup there as well. Nice. So who's who's their starter? The guy from Marshall? Grant, Grant Wells. Wells, yeah. Gang gang. That's right. Um yeah, Tennessee, Tennessee is probably gonna be the last uh or the last three conference games are gonna be gonna be interesting. Um not because they're you know, I think we're going to lose one because they're all back-to-back-to-back. Like, Tennessee's good. And Tennessee will get us ready for Mississippi State because Leach – Yeah, scheme-wise. Yeah, scheme-wise, it's pretty much the same. Uh, go, go, go. Um, and then right after those two games, we'll have to play Kentucky, and they're not going to be an easy win. Um, Kentucky's overrated. Yeah, I, I, I think they're going to be an 8-4 team. I don't think they're going to be, you know, 10 and 2, like everyone's saying they are. Or some, I've seen some people put them in losing only one game this year against us. Yeah. No, I saw, I saw one. I mean, I would love to see Kentucky be good, but I just don't. No, screw Kentucky. I saw one where they only had them losing to Tennessee and had them beating y'all. Yeah. Um, But speaking speaking of Kentucky, did y'all see? Um, Mark Stoops yeah, shot Shane Beamer. Beamer. Yeah. No, what happened? I got. Let me hold on. Let me pull up was, the actual like quote of it. Yeah, um, he was talking about how Beamer was on TikTok and stuff like that. I mean, that wasn't Who, that wasn't really was it. Egg, but was it Stoops? Stoops was. Yeah, Mark Stoops was. Yeah. Dang. Was he it's actually messing with him, or was it like a friendly? It was like a friendly thing. It didn't I mean, seem it was, it didn't it was, it was a little jab. Wouldn't be like one um, of us, like giving each other crap on social media. Uh, Mark Stoops. Yeah, said, those are. I got the quote now. It's easy to change a climate. You just change a uniform, talk a little game, dance around, put on some stupid sunglasses. You can change a climate, but to change a culture is at the core. And that was. The same day or the day after Shane Beamer came out with that viral video dancing to turn my swag on with those uh, Pit Viper sunglasses on. <laughs> that video was kind of kind of cool, though. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. yeah. Marsh Stoops is um, just mad, bro. He's just mad. I couldn't see Kirby doing something like that, but it was pretty – it wasn't as bad. It wasn't cringy. 
I'll tell you that. I thought it was going to be cringy, but it wasn't. Um, but yeah, so those, I mean, it's South Carolina, South Carolina and Tennessee. Kentucky, I'm not really worried about because they lost. They are going to have, you know, Rodriguez coming back and they're ready. like 15 picks last year. Didn't Chris Rodriguez get like arrested a couple months ago or something? I'm guessing he's just like cleared out of that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's probably fine. Um, but, yeah, I'm not worried about Kentucky um, as many people are. But, yeah, I think there's – you know, I wouldn't – I wouldn't be – the ceiling's obviously going undefeated again. Um, I wouldn't I be surprised. Like, I feel like Mississippi State could be, could be a sleeper. Yeah, it could be because it's in – it's in Starksville. I mean, I guess – Starksville. Yeah, I mean um, – Fort Vegas, baby. Yeah, they just they can they just throw the hell out of the ball. If they catch you yeah. on a good if they catch you on a good day, they can. I mean, they beat Texas A&M last year, didn't they? I believe so. So I mean, that yeah. could, that's uh, that could be a little trap game after yeah. Tennessee. Tennessee will probably be a little bit more um, physical. I, th- I feel like Mississippi State is like a freaking Big Twelve team. That's what they make me think of. But that's probably yeah. what I'm thinking of. Well, they got um, they still have a really good quarterback at Rogers. Um yeah, so, he threw for a trillion yards last year. Um, yeah, that could easily be a trap game. You know, I'm I'm not gonna sit here and say we should go undefeated, but I wouldn't be surprised if we did drop one to one of those teams or even y'all. Um I mean y'all are definitely so, us. Yeah, but well, I, I still expect SEC championship playing. Alabama and probably losing again. Um, yeah, they're going to be on a mission this year. Alabama. They are going to be on a mission. They are going to be on a mission. But yeah, that's, but, that's your inside info on UGA. Yeah, well, sounds good. Um, Sam, is there anything else you got? Anything else you want to ask? No, I think that pretty much covers it. Yeah, I mean, I, f- I feel like we covered a lot. I feel like we went through every position group pretty much. Uh, I mean, the schedule is – I mean, Georgia's most likely going to go undefeated unless – I mean, if Georgia loses, it's an upset. Someone upset Georgia. It's not like there's not any games that – yeah. Well, yeah. That, yeah. So, um, yeah, I guess we'll be back next week, hopefully, with Georgia Tech if it ever decides to join us again. Um, yeah, we'll see. But yeah, thanks for listening, whoever's out there, and peace.